Hello, my loves, and welcome to Raw Empowerment, a safe space to nurture a community that is free of judgment, a space for us to connect on everything that makes us human in its rawest form, and to recognize that no one is ever, ever alone, a space to heal and to grow, and most importantly, a space to love. Namaste. Hello, my loves. Welcome to the first official episode of Raw Empowerment. Now, there is a world of topics that can begin the conversation of mental wellness, but I believe that it is imperative to start within, and thus brings today's complex yet intuitive topic that is the foundation of mental wellness, which is self-love. It actually took me very little time at all to figure out who I wanted to speak with about this amazing topic. And it is someone that I have personally found to be a true beacon of self-love. Someone that expresses what it truly means to love thyself in all ways. All the messiness, all the darkness, all the light and all the love. You have to love all of it. And I truly believe today's co-host to express all of those qualities and more within herself. And I was actually blessed enough to meet this incredible soul on the other side of the world in Tanzania, Africa, in this small, beautiful, vibrant, enriching community of Cairo that completely stole my heart, hers, and so many others through this amazing sustainable organization that we were working with. And as such work does, it brings you to a very vulnerable an open space, but that's so beautiful and you feel so connected to the world and the people in it. And her and I ended up getting very close, but there's one moment in particular that very much stood out to me. And it was one night that we had a talent show with all of the volunteers. Everyone did goofy dances and singing and stand-up comedy, but not Carly. Carly decided to open up and read a piece of her poetry to all of us. This wasn't your average haiku, mind you. This was deep. This was from the heart, from a broken heart, from a mended heart, from a healing heart. This was raw, but with it so much beauty and creativity, a true light in the darkness, a true silver lining from the depths of her heart. And I could not have been more blessed to be a part of that sacred space that she shared with all of us so vulnerably. She truly is an embodiment of what it means to empower others through raw vulnerability, which is why I found it so fitting to have this incredible light as my first co-host on the first episode of Raw Empowerment, Carly McAnee. And with that, I'm going to shed the light over to her so that she can speak a little bit about herself and also what sets her soul on fire most. Oh, also, if you happen to hear weird noises in the background, she just got a baby pig. So (laughs) it's not your connection. It's this little guy squeaking in the background. Well, hello. My name is Carly. Uh, I love that we're both named Carly. It's so cute. Right? <laughs> uh, um, I also think it is like quite strange how we met because I don't, I don't, because we initially met through social media mm-hmm. and I don't even really know how that happened. 
but about me, I guess I live in Wilmington, North Carolina. I've lived here on and off for 12 years and I never really considered it home until last year because I've always hated living here, but now I love it and I love everything about it. And I guess what sets my soul on fire is just giving, um, which is coincidental because we met through give, um, but truly just giving people everything that I can. Like if I have an able body to be able to help someone, I want to do that. Like if I have anything that someone needs, I want to be able to provide that and to offer support in my helping hand because I have a hand to help with. That's beautiful, Carly. Thank you. What a selfless way to set your soul on fire and keep the passion alive. Well, as you know, we're talking about self-love today. And the first question I wanted to ask you was, how was this idea of self-love presented to you? Was it given to you by family or any influential guides that showed you the importance of it? Or was this a journey you completely had to find on your own? Self-love is definitely something I had to find on my own. I there was I didn't really have anyone to teach me that because well a lot of my I think self-love issues stems from probably it not being taught to me by people who were supposed to love me. So I guess from my birth mother originally like she doesn't love me. Like she never really loved me, so that's where my own self-love comes from, like my self-love issues and then being raised by my dad like it was just my dad and my brother so I lived with all boys so I don't think my dad necessarily knew how to help me like cope with that and I mean he did the best he could I love my dad he's the best man in the whole world and he did an excellent job being a mother but it's still just like a different element so and he didn't really understand how to teach me that which I can't blame him for that so it is something that I had to find on my own. Cause I also, I feel like I didn't have a lot of female friends either, but yeah, I definitely had to find it by myself, which was a very difficult journey, but, and it's, you know, nothing's linear. So it has its ups and downs and I'm still finding my way. So it's a, it's a work in progress, my self love. And as it is for all of us, you know, even though, even though sometimes there's, people who have had a chance to reach a a deep form of self-love and have really been able to nurture it very well. They still have days where it's, it's up and down, you know, like you said, it's never linear. And yeah, absolutely. And even like self, I think self-love can look different on a day-to-day basis. Like one day my self-love could be me waking up super early and going to watch the sunrise at the beach and, and meditate or, some days my self-love is not getting out of bed until noon and then making pancakes for breakfast and then getting right back into bed to watch a movie. It looks different every day or I could get up and run six miles. I very much enjoy getting up very early. And I think that is a part of my self-love where I get up at like four to five o'clock every morning because I have to start things. And that's a part of me like loving myself enough to get things done but other people don't view it as that because they hate getting up early, which is completely fine. But also how, like, I, I absolutely love to go hiking and I love being outside. And there's, and that's a form of my self-love, just being in nature and connecting with the earth. 
but other people, I don't know, like they can find self-love in playing billiards, like who knows? And that's just like, that's just their jam. And that's what makes them love themselves. Oh gosh. I love it. I mean, like, did you ever have like an epiphany moment of recognizing like this definition of self-love or like the importance of it that sticks out to you? I feel like the end of my freshman year of college, because I met a bunch of people. I ended up dropping out of college, but I wouldn't trade that experience for the world because I met some crazy cool people who definitely helped me on my journey to find myself and this self-love, both in good ways and bad ways. Like I met some people that I enjoyed for a short time and then it was their time to go because they ended up not being so great but that contributed to me finding the self-love because I think after my freshman year I don't even I don't really understand like what happened but I just looked at myself one day and I was like I need to change like I do not like myself I don't enjoy what I'm doing I don't enjoy who I'm surrounding myself with like I need to do something so I came back home from college for the summer back to Wilmington and it was just like a very strange summer for me like physically I I think I lost like 50 pounds but in a healthy way and because that was what I wanted to do like going to the gym that made me love myself and I felt better like I would wake up super early go to the gym and I would mentally feel better and it helped with my anxiety and I went to the gym originally because I wanted to lose weight. Like I wanted my physical body to be healthy. And then I ended up going more because it just made me feel good. Like my mind felt good. And I think because I started working on like my physical material body, it not that that helped my mental state, but just, I think physical activity is important in your mental health. That's my big self-love. That's beautiful. I'm I mean, I couldn't agree more. I had an experience where it was almost like the biggest slap in the face saying your body is actually wanting you to practice self-love. Like it's detrimental. And I feel like whether it be just like an incredible revelation or even a trauma that kind of shakes it so that you're able to recognize, oh my God, I really need to pay attention to this, you know? I think another big thing with self-love is social media just because well for me personally I feel like I use my social media as like a kind of like a diary where I don't necessarily like my Instagram I don't really care who sees what I post but I kind of post it because like that's something that highlights something that I did so I'm posting it more for me but I feel like a lot of times I hear people say that social media is toxic Hmm. and I just feel like that's false Because I personally believe that we have 100% control of what we see on social media. If I don't give a rat's ass about politics, I can unfollow everyone that posts things about politics. If I don't like the Kardashians, which I don't, and I actually did this, (laughs) I blocked the Kardashians on everything and I muted their names so that no, if anyone posts anything about the Kardashians, I will not see it. I just don't enjoy sucking my time into that. So if you don't like something, you don't have to follow that. On my social medias, I only follow people who, I don't mean for this to sound selfish, but that benefit me. Absolutely. Because why, why would I follow anyone that makes me unhappy? Mm-hmm. 
that makes me not love myself. Like that seems very counterproductive. Absolutely. And I feel like it's so easy, especially at a young age, because I, I had realized every generation, of course, is going to be affected by social media in some way. But our generation specifically got hit with it hardest because we were introduced to it right at 13. Like that yeah. is a terrible time <laughs> to be introduced oh. to social media. And when it was prefaced in a way that can be so negative, like the negative sides of social media. So not having the awareness that you now have of being able to kind of moderate what you can see. If you don't have that, then it can be really detrimental to self-worth, you know, especially at a young age like that. And, and that's the thing, like it's, it has so much power and it has so much positive power, but also so much negative power. Yeah. But I think you just need to know how to control the negativity. And that's another thing too, that I feel I've come to realize, especially most recently is that another form of self-love is also just being able to recognize that whatever doesn't serve you, you don't have to keep. And that's hard because we live in a material world, not only with physical things, but also with people. That's a very big part of self-love. And I think I've realized that in like the more recent part of my self-love journey is that it like self-love doesn't necessarily have to be getting rid of bad things, but also bad people because I had to do it. And I had to like sit down with some of my closest friends and say like, hey, I'm sorry, but this relationship no longer serves me. And I feel that there's some toxicity in here and it's not healthy for me. Like this relationship, this friendship is no longer healthy for me. And that's such a power move because I feel like even throughout this self-quarantine isolation type deal, it's allowed us to look at our relationships in a different light than we probably otherwise wouldn't have seen. And some of my friendships that we're kind of like surface friendships, like, you know, small talk or good buds, whatnot, have just exponentially flourished over the last few months. And then some really deep connections just kind of dwindled at the same time. Yeah, it is very interesting, but it's, it's always very important to get rid of people who no longer serve you. And I feel like it's, it's an awkward conversation to have with that person. And it sucks because you still love them and care about them, but it's, you have to do what's best for you sometimes. And like you said, I mean, there's definitely just some people that come into your life, whether it be for a month or two. And, and that's at least in that moment and what you know up into the present, that's only the time that they need to serve you, you know, show you some lesson in some way, shape or form. And that's, that's what everyone's there for. Like everyone comes into your life to serve a particular purpose and whether it's for six days or six years or however long that person's there, like they did serve a purpose, even if it, even if you didn't have a great experience with them, they're there for a reason. Even passing someone in the grocery store that you've never seen and they smile at you. That totally impacts your day. Definitely. Definitely. There are some people that I've had, I feel like some magical conversations with just strangers. And I never see them again. Never. But isn't that so beautiful? Like I've totally gone to coffee shops and that's like one of my little versions of self-love. I just love sitting in coffee shops for hours, just doing whatever. And I had a full blown conversation with a guy sitting next to me for like a good three hours. And then we were like, okay, have a good life. Like nice talking to you. (laughs) That's the best. There was this one guy who came into Planet Fitness when I lived in Charlotte and 
we talked for, it felt like hours. It honestly probably was hours about everything in our lives. And it was just such a strange conversation to have with a stranger. Cause like we were getting very deep, like very personal with each other. And then he ran out to his car and then he came in and he gave me his CD. Oh, isn't that so beautiful? See, I love when that stuff happens. Well, aside from our wonderful connections that we can have with others, what are your best ways to practice self-love and to bring yourself back and ground yourself? I feel like I do a lot of different things for self-love, but one of them, and it sounds so strange, is to have a dance party every day. Oh, that's not strange at all. I love that. And well, I would always, I feel like, dance around my house, but I started doing it like religiously my sophomore year of college. And I would blast music in my apartment and I didn't care if my roommates were home or not. Like I was getting naked. I was blasting music and I was going to dance in the apartment. <laughs> I love that. And I guess the nudity part isn't a necessity, but it's <laughs> just like an added bonus to it. So um, confidence for sure. Oh, it, it really is. Especially if you can like see yourself in the mirror, because I think it just makes you love yourself even more that it's like, Hey, like this is my body that I'm looking at that can do all these crazy dance moves. <laughs> Another thing, and I heard it in some poem, and I don't know what poem it is, and I could never find it again. And she said to look in the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself every day. So I started doing it, and it kind of works. It's kind of, I feel like it's, in a sense, like a fake it so you make it kind of thing. In the given moment, you can look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself, and you know that to not be true. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, like right now in this second, I don't love myself, but I'm just going to say it. Like, I'm going to remind myself that, yeah, I am a badass and I do love myself. And then some point or another, you start to believe it. Yeah. And then you really start to believe it. And then even on the days when it's hard to believe it, you still believe it because you just got to tell yourself that. Oh my gosh, Carly, that resonates so deep with me because <laughs> that was probably one of my first encounters with recognizing the importance of self-love. I'll never forget this moment. I was at one of my friend's house. He was like one of my deepest friends throughout all of middle school and high school. And I was laying on his couch and I was crying because I was just in such a rut of self-hate, even about my physical body. Like I was like, I just hate everything about me so bad. And I don't know how to go. I don't know how to get to that point of self-love. Like I was like lost and I was like, what do I do? And he told me exactly that. And he was like, every day, pick a new part of your body to say that you love. And at the time I was like, are you kidding me? Like, there's no way <laughs> I'm ever going to get there. And he goes, okay, well, what do you like about yourself right now? And I was like, well, I like my eyes and my hair. And he goes, okay, well start there and like start somewhere easy and then say every day something new. I like my smile. I like my teeth. I like my eyes. I like my hair. And then progressively get to the hardest parts where for me, it was, I like my stomach. That would be the hardest thing for me to say. And that was at least six years ago. And if I could ever tell myself back then that I was going to get to a point where I'm at now to say, I love all of my body, I would have been like, you're fucking joking. There's no way. <laughs> and I, I've done that as well. And then it's kind of strange because you can tell yourself that you love parts of yourself that you obviously don't like for you it's being your stomach. And for me, like it was all sorts of crazy things. Like I would stare at myself in the mirror so intently. And then like, like what, what is this nose on my face? Like who gave me that? why is it like this? Like this crooked piece of shit just like sticking out of my face. But then 
I would point it out to people. Other people would truly be like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Like you are the only one that sees that. Yeah. So then the way that you view yourself and look at yourself in the mirror is a completely different view than what somebody else sees. Absolutely. And even towards yourself, like I feel like I recognize that it even fluctuates based on whatever frequency you're at. So if I'm having a really low day, I look at the mirror and I feel icky physically in the mirror. But then if I'm having a good day, it's the same exact body. Like this could happen over a 24 hour period. Obviously the physical body has not changed in that time. Right. Right. Not at all. No, but then the next morning, for some reason, you're like, oh, I feel great today, and I look great, but nothing physically changes whatsoever. Yeah, nothing changed at all. It's, it's wild. <laughs> I think also, which I learned this with Give, about comparison being the thief of joy, mm. comparing ourselves to everybody that we see, whether it be like people in our family or people that we see at work or walking down the street, wherever, we're always comparing ourselves, and that just if I were to sit here and compare myself to you, that takes away time and energy of loving myself. It's, it's coming to recognize, like as cliche as that saying is, but everyone literally is unique. There's no, no parallel to that, other than the fact that all of us are just like this innate beings of love deeply. But other than that, everyone's completely different. Everyone is completely different, which is also such a weird thing. Because I feel like everyone experiences self-hatred and then self-love and then their own journey of what we're all trying to do to find self-love. But everyone's journey is different. And like my level of self-love is completely different than your level of self-love. And like our levels of self-hatred are completely different as well. Mm -hmm. So it's just strange that we're all like fighting the same battle, but on very different fields. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think that's what's so beautiful about being able to to talk about it is because obviously our experiences, the way that we handled it, the way that we're currently dealing with the process of healing day to day is all vastly unique and tailored to our own experiences. But it's the same thing at the end of the day. Everyone has their trials and tribulations. For those that are attuned, they get to experience self-love and recognize it and try to practice it as much as they can. And it's such a beautiful thing to practice. Like it's, it's such an important journey. And I don't even know how it's like, it starts differently for everyone. Like some people can just wake up and be like, all right, today, like I'm going to start loving myself. And then you do it. And as long as you're actively doing it every day and taking steps every day to love yourself, then you're going to get there. Yeah. And I think that's the key to recognize that it is still a daily practice. It's not like you reach it and you're just like, aha, got it. But you definitely have to practice every day. Cause again, like it's different every day. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes like I love myself enough to go to the gym and other days I love myself enough to eat ice cream for breakfast it's like it looks different every day but I'm still loving myself every day <laughs> well if there is one thing that you can say to someone that may be listening that kind of feels like where you and I have been where we just feel lost like there's no way in hell I'm ever gonna get a chance to say I love you to myself genuinely what advice would you give them just a nice subtle place to start that's a very interesting question it's a very deep question Mm -hmm. i feel like a good place to start is just telling yourself that you love yourself because i feel like at the start when i started doing that of looking at my face in the mirror and just staring at myself i couldn't even get the words out like i would just instantly cry because i didn't love myself so like i i didn't want to lie and say that out loud because it wasn't true but it gets to a point where you can look at yourself and you can just fake it. Like you can just say the words, I love you. 
and even throw in like a I'm beautiful. I feel like we do need to be mindful of our self-talk because it is indeed a conversation with the universe and she can hear us. We're going to manifest everything that we think and everything that we say. So if we're constantly telling ourselves in our head that we don't like X, Y, and Z about ourselves, we're never going to. So you have to even just at the start pretend, I love myself. I love everything about myself. I'm gorgeous. I'm beautiful. I'm smart. I'm talented. Everything. And say it in the mirror. You can write it on your mirror. I leave, I leave sticky notes all around my house. And I started doing that when I was probably 13 because my, my therapist would write me notes at the end of our sessions and I would tape them to like my door frame or like to my closet door and I would read them and they would help me. So then I started writing my own. And then strangely enough, I went to a friend's house one, one day and I went into the bathroom and there's sticky notes covering the mirror. I was like, dude, what's going on in the bathroom? <laughs> and he said, well, if I tell myself those things every day, I'm going to start to believe them. Even though you think you're saying bullshit, like it's going to be reciprocated and it'll start a journey of looking at your material body and realizing, Hey, like this is the skin sack that I have been blessed <laughs> to live in. That quite literally, like we are just a soul living inside of like this sack of skin. And I've been blessed enough to live in this one. And it's the only one that I've got like in this lifetime, this is, this is the body that I know. There's no purpose in hating it because that's just going to hinder my growth. We are all in this journey together, but we're all on our own paths of self-love and we're all getting there at our own pace. But at the end of the day, we are all trying to get to the same space where we can love ourselves fully be confident in who we are, what we are, and our purpose in this lifetime because we all have an incredible purpose being on this earth. We are all meant to contribute something deep and beautiful to this lifetime and absolutely no one is meant to be here for nothing. You all serve a purpose and you all impact others so much in the most beautiful way and you are meant to be here. And you are so loved and it's time that you give that same love that you reverberate back to yourself because you most of all deserve it. You deserve your own love deeply and it is challenging to start off, believe me, and it's still challenging, but it's a daily practice and it's doable. Begin with something small. Even a sticky note on your bathroom mirror that says, I love you, that you have to read every single day is going to have a substantial impact on how you view yourself. Our words hold so much power and our internal dialogue is the biggest contributor into how we view ourselves and recognizing that that little voice inside your head is still you. That is still how you talk about yourself. And it can be rewired in a way that is positive from these small daily practices that again, build up over time until we can rewire the brain. Negative self-talk is an addiction. It can become a baseline of thought. And as any addiction, we can stop it. We can practice positive ways to cope and to rewire the brain into feeling deep self-love and changing our baseline. Start today by saying I love you. 
because you are loved. Well, as always, namaste to you, my dear. Namaste. <laughs>